0: Welcome to another episode of the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast where we talk about all things related to athletic performance, rehabilitation, and wellness. My name is Michael Falk and I'll be hosting today's episode and I'm joined by Jake Van Fleet. Um, Jake is a PGA of America member and currently an assistant golf professional at Skokie country club after previously being an assistant golf professional at Shinneco country club. Um, but we are talking to Jake about running today. He is training for the New York city marathon. Um, and he is running for a great cause with PGA reach. So Jake and I really focus on, uh, this is the second marathon he's, trained for what he learned from the first one and um, what he's applying to his training in this one um, kind of what he's learned about the importance of sleep and recovery and shoe wear and cadence and all those types of things um, and his experience just overall getting ready to run his second marathon so uh, I hope you guys really take a lot from this episode and uh, learn a little bit more about Jake and this great um, charity that he is raising um, funds for so enjoy what's up everyone welcome to another episode of the milwaukee sports performance podcast i am joined today by jake van fleet jake was on the podcast i mean at this point maybe four years ago um something like that we (laughs) talked more about golf instruction um and now jake is uh if you're not familiar he's a pga member so not a like a pga tour player but a, a pga of america member where he is a club pro assistant club pro he was um at Uh, chinequa country club for a long time and then now he's currently at skokie um down in illinois and spreading the gospel of the packers and brewers uh down to the uh near chicago folks which is which is great uh but jake and i are going to talk a little bit different uh vein today we're going to talk to a pga member about running so i know that sounds crazy but jake is uh running his first marathon as part of a fundraising effort for um, pga reach which is a, a charity that uh we'll be excited to share a little bit about and uh, i'm gonna pick brain uh, jake's brain on on what it's like to train and run your first marathon
1: oh i can't wait it's uh so first off thank you for having me um it's a a, a great it's been a great experience so far um so how this all started uh there was i got an email a long time ago that was like you can you know, put your name down if you're interested in running New York City Marathon on, on behalf of PGA Reach. There is a application process, um, something like 2,000 or so um, applications, and then they kind of pick them. Um, some you have priority if you've done it before. There are only so many spots available uh, every year, but uh, this is the sixth or seventh year that the PGA of America has had this relationship with the um, New York City Marathon, and uh, there are 17 PGA professionals from all across the country. Um, I'm the only one from Illinois, none from Wisconsin. There's not really any from the Midwest, maybe one from like Michigan. Um, but there's people from Hawaii, from Nebraska, from California, from Florida. Um, and so it's neat to be like, I trained for a marathon previously um, in 2020 and that got canceled. Um, but it's the the team aspect of the training portion is really neat to have people that were thousands of miles away from, um, but they kind of hold you responsible with our monthly, um, kind of zoom calls and all that stuff. It's, it's been pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So what's, um, I mean, I guess people give people some background if they're not familiar, were you like runner in high school? Have you been a long time runner? Is this something that you're kind of getting into the for the first time or what's your like running history?
1: Uh, so I ran three years of cross country and Mesquite High School, um, long time ago. But I'd gotten out of it after my last race in cross country. I didn't really run. Um definitely didn't run competitively and, and definitely kind of stopped running. Um 2020 came, got kind of introspective like everybody else. And I, I that was something that I always wanted to do was run a marathon. And you know it just didn't work out that year for you know with you know with all the things going on. Um that race wasn't able to happen. So, uh, that got put on the back burner. I went through training, um, I went through three months of training for that. So four months is typically what you would train for, um, where you'd be like, you know, following a plan every, every week. Um, so I did three months of that and I experienced all sorts of injuries and stuff like that. Um, where I'd have trouble walking, you know, for like a week at a time, which made it tough to train obviously. Um, so Fast forward a couple of years, now I have this opportunity um, and I feel like I've been able to use the experiences that I had and some of the, some help from some coaches um, that helped me like in high school uh, to help kind of manage um, training and manage my body a little bit better.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's actually super interesting kind of going through it for now the second time. And so what, what are some things that you've been doing differently or that you learned from the first time that you've changed as you've been going through it this time?
1: Uh, shoes, shoes are the most important thing. Um, I went to, uh, uh, well-known running shoe store here in, uh, the Milwaukee area and got fit for shoes, which I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, it turned out i have been wearing like the wrong size shoes for a while. Um, <laughs> I was someone who would just like fit into like one of three sizes and it could be like anyone. It didn't really matter. Um, so learn, I, I found a pair of shoes that, that fit for me. Um, so I, Actually, and even to start this training, I um, just was like, all right, I haven't run a marathon, but I'm just going to jump right into marathon training. So I was going to, my goal was to start like six months out instead of four months out and just follow like a six month marathon plan. And my body obviously couldn't keep up with that. So like, I, I went through like extreme cramping episodes where, you know, um, maybe because like where my heel was striking the ground like, repeatedly, I would get these insane cramps and like really have trouble walking at work. Um, So through this shoe fitting that I was talking about um, through some work on cadence, which is something else that I learned running cadence is super important. Um, I I feel pretty good right now. Um, Knock on wood um, being a month out, but I haven't uh, had the issues that I had the beginning or had the issues that I had with training prior to really like diving into it
0: yeah no that's (laughs) awesome I mean it's uh such sometimes such easy things um I know what you've done um shoe wear wise but even one of the things if you haven't tried it and uh start encountering any issues in this last month that we talk about is actually getting people to rotate shoes where they'll like wear one pair for their long runs and a different pair for some of their like shorter more intensive work (laughs) and sometimes just it's like I've noticed, even just I, as you know, I walk a lot when I play golf, and I've even noticed my feet feel better if I like wear different shoes. They don't even have to be different brands, but like just different pairs of shoes. <laughs> if I'm walking consecutively, like just kind of changes the stress and makes things, you know, hits your body a little bit differently and kind of be a little bit protective.
1: I try not to do this a uh, workout consecutive days in the same pair of shoes. Yeah. Um. So I, it's the same. I have two pairs of shoes. They're the same shoe just obviously like a actual different pair. So um that's helped. I I, that was in some research where I just was like you can um help your body out a little bit more and save your shoes if you're doing it with two of them. And obviously because like now that I'm a month out I'm starting to put so many miles on like shoes on long runs. So like I want to be mindful of uh you know taking care of the shoes and thus taking care of my feet.
0: Yeah, no for sure. Um what has the training process been like? Are you so you said you were working with some coaches through the PGA Reach team. Um like we have well, a we have like a work?
1: nice team set up. Um everyone kind of follows their own training plan. It's not like one training plan for everyone. Um I just use like the Nike Plus running app and they found a guy that I like. And uh you can kind of set your parameters on like how uh fast you'd like to run it, you know, how many miles they like to put on and all that stuff. So I'm a month out. I've really been I, I've been running for six months. Um I had to take a week off like in like April or may just to like my feet, a chance to catch up. But, um, uh, no, I've been putting on, I'm up to, um, I think not this week, but the following week is like a 20 mile run. So it's, um, it's been pretty good so far. It's crazy to think about It's a long time, but what I've kind of found is that, um, if you're running like seven or eight miles, it's not that much different than if you're running like 15.
0: <laughs> it oh, feels mind- the same it doesn't
1: feel good after
0: yeah that's a, that's a good mindset um yeah. that's really funny how what's it been like just trying to balance like i mean you've got a family at home you've got a, a busy job especially in the summer and now you've got this extra time commitment what has it been like just balancing real life with training for a marathon
1: uh, it's um you know it wouldn't be possible if my wife wasn't also willing to make the sacrifice for me. It's definitely a, a two person, uh, accomplishment here. So I really appreciate all the sacrifices she's made. Um, there are days where like, you know, the kids just aren't, it's not working out with kids. So instead of going for a four or five mile run, I might just go on a two or three mile run and, you know, try and make the most out of that. So, like, try and nail down this running cadence that I've talked about, and get used to it. just try and be productive every day. Um, I don't skip like the long runs or anything, but if I have to like cut a, a short run down or go at a different time, I absolutely will. Um, but uh a, a big thing for me this year was like work on di- being disciplined, and this is a it's something that requires quite a bit of discipline. Um, and I think that's where that team aspect that I had mentioned, um, kind of kicks in for me is it's so helpful to have people, um, that they're not like calling me and checking me to see if I ran or anything like that, but I know that they're all running. So it, uh, I just feel this responsibility to also make sure that I'm at least getting something in to, um, kind of keep up with all of them.
0: Yeah. I think that's great. And, um, just finding like that community and that niche that you're not doing it just by yourself, but that it's, um, yeah, you know, you're a part of something. I'm sure that makes it, makes it a lot easier. Cause usually running like, run pretty, pretty lonely sport.
1: Totally. It's nice to be a part of the team. You know, it's probably why I got out of it. Like high school cross country was such a team atmosphere and then if you want to keep doing it just individual. And that's not as fun.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, what would you say the hardest part of training has been so far?
1: Um I, I don't know. I, I I've always enjoyed running. So like it's not that I hated running beforehand. Um I liked it because it's you know some alone time you get to think. The hardest part for me was just like kind of getting my body back into shape. Um yeah. to go from not running, you know, really at all, not working out a ton to you're running, you know, four or five times a week and putting some serious miles on that, that there were some weeks where like, it was tough or I'm on my feet a lot for work. So it's, there's no break there. I'm not sitting in a chair or anything like that. Um, so it's been like taking care of my body, making sure, listening to my body, um, making sure that I'm, I'm eating well and sleeping and doing all the things I knew to, to help the recovery as well. Cause yeah. it's, it's more than just like just can't run you also got to like take care of yourself on the back end so that the run was worth it and that's probably the part that's hardest for me because like i typically would ignore that part of it versus actually that's that's the corner that i would cut if anything
0: yeah that's great so what uh what have you kind of found from a fueling standpoint that you've had is it just eating more eating some certain things or have you played around with like timing of meals or what have you learned um, now
1: well with the help of my uh, just eating more like proteins and uh, I always ate candy, so I've been trying to cut out candy, um, but eating stuff that I know is going to give me energy, like meats and fruits and that kind of thing, versus stopping for fast food, eating candy whenever I want, you know, all, of that, all that. So not that I've completely eradicated that part of it, but I've definitely been, um, with the help of my wife, uh, able to eat like a lot more protein and, and fruit and stuff that's actually good for you
0: there you go <laughs> putting that putting that smoker to good use still
1: not right now it's 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 been on break it actually was caught on fire uh oh no and then it had to get yeah oh man it's a different story but
0: okay <laughs> well it's really we yeah. caught on fire yeah <laughs> that's uh uh i'll have to hear that part later <laughs> um, Yeah. that's uh no that's really good i mean i think it's important to hear because it's something that we talk about a lot with people and uh particularly younger athletes like The importance of getting to bed on time, the importance of sleep. And I think sometimes it becomes repetitive because you hear it so frequently, but it's nice to get it from somebody that's actually like, no, I tried to do it this one way. And yeah, like I'm kind of listening to you, and it's like you didn't make huge changes to how you trained, little changes with cadence, little changes of footwear, and then some lifestyle habits in the background. And you're having like a totally different kind of free race experience than you've had previously totally. just with like taking care of some of the little stuff.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, it's who would have thought that like eating well and sleeping and taking care of your body would all work. I mean,
0: yeah, we kind of, we talk about it as like, a, we try to get people to build, to view it as a pyramid. And like, you know, if you having the best ever marathon training program that like a world class runner would follow is like the the tip of the pyramid. But it's like, if you have a bad, if you have a bad base, if you've got bad lifestyle habits, if you're, uh, you know, just not taking care of yourself, you're not doing those little things, then the, that best training program in the world doesn't matter. Cause you can't, you can't complete it. You can't keep right. up with the volume.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, if anything, I've learned how important it is and, you know, the habits that I've kind of built this summer will definitely bleed into summers to come. Not that I'll do this every year or anything like that, but you know, I can see the benefit of eating well and sleeping well and taking your body.
0: Yeah. That's um that's awesome. Have you do you have like a goal time or have you started like mapping out like a race plan or anything like that?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um under four hours um is the goal. Um it could be one second under, it could be a couple minutes, it could be more than that. But anything under four hours will be a um big win. Um that that's the main goal, obviously to finish like um, there are people that don't finish this marathon. There are 50,000 people going, and there's a big number, a bigger number than you would think, that that actually won't finish it. Um, so for me, just um, making sure that I finish is obviously priority number one. But I, I'm confident in the training plan that I've been on and um, how my body feels right now. So four hours is the goal that I'm shooting for.
0: That's awesome. Um, any after you're done with this one, any other races that you're gonna? Is this gonna get you back into competitive running? <laughs>
1: uh i don't know i don't, I don't know um I, I definitely like to do more at some point but um I, it'll definitely be a while after this one I, it uh it's it's really cool it's been a great experience so far um and definitely not opposed to it but it's a long commitment like it is you are you you have to make sure you are running for months and months in advance and playing out your days and um i've definitely left my wife to do bedtime alone you know, so I can go for a run. So it, it okay. I don't want to do that every summer or anything like that. Um, but it's, it's been fun journey and, and one I'd be open to again.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, you should, uh, my wife ran, uh, Ragnar before, which is like running from Madison to Chicago, which is like a team event. And then you're running like, you know, short stretches, like
1: sure, yeah,
0: five miles, nine miles. Like, so you're running a great distance, but you're individually not having to train to run 26 in a row. Um, For sure or That's the cool. other one
1: cool.
0: yeah the other one that i think is awesome um uh, that was really fun is one of the running coaches that we work with started his own he's running some running events around Milwaukee and he brought back uh the timed mile in the summer <laughs> um as part of uh like down on downer street as part of a uh uh part of a professional bike, re- bike race called like the dairy lane mile and it's a uh yeah, you go, You start at the pro bike race line and you run at a mile. And like, there's some pros that are running near sub four minute miles. And then yep. you just got people out there that like probably haven't run a time mile since high school and want to, you know, want something <laughs> to train for, but don't have a, yeah, like
1: that.
0: yeah, don't have a, you know, huge time commitment. And uh, yeah, it was really fun being down there this year.
1: It's running's great. And like, if your body's in shape, obviously it's like great for your body as well. But mentally it's been really nice for me to get, like, away from golf a little bit. Obviously, like, what I'm doing is still golf-related, but, like, as a golf professional, um, during the summer, it often seems like your, your year or your summer, at least, is consumed by golf. So, um, not that I don't like it or anything, like that, but it's, I think, been much better for me mentally to have this, like, outlet um, outside of clocking in hours at work and sitting in the teaching golf lessons and stuff like that. Um, it's been nice to, like, have a athletic thing outside of golf where I'm, I'm trying really hard, um, and exerting kind of my, my mental and physical focus for a long period of time.
0: Yeah. No, I think, uh, life's all about balance. And it's really important to have that. So sure. That's awesome. Well, tell me a little bit more about PGA reach and kind of what the charity is and why you were passionate enough about helping it that you committed to train to run 26 miles and take sure. six months to, uh, to get ready for it.
1: Uh PJ Reach is the charitable foundation of the PJ of America. Um, so it's it funds three major programs. Um, so you have PJ Hope, PJ Works, and PJ Junior League. Um, PJ Junior League, the so the part that it funds for that, because you know, some parents, most parents probably are like, I i pay for PJ in your PJ Junior League, like how is it helping that? Um, it offers scholarships in communities where um uh kids might not be able to play because they don't have the resources to um so it creates a scholarship fund for kids who would like to be interested would like to play um and allows them to play in this competitive um club to club or golf course to golf course team form um kind of league um so pj junior league is a great program most people that work at golf courses experience it you know every summer um and it offers this nice scholarship program for, for kids that want to. Uh PJ Works is the fellowship and the um scholarship uh kind of program that PJ of America has. Um so people from all the different backgrounds um offers um scholarships for school, PGM universities or, or other universities, anything like that. Um and then offers fellowships and just shows people what work in the golf industry is like um NBA player Paul Millsap was kind of the spokesperson of PJ Works the last couple of years and done a nice job. Um helping grow, helping that program grow and, and gain some some national um eyes on it. Uh PJ Hope is the part that I'm probably the most passionate about. It is um the uh it stands for helping helping our uh patriots everywhere. Um and it is the veteran outreach program with PJ of America. And uh there there was just a big day at Dretzka Park where they had this this golf tournament for um uh, people who have served, people who are wounded in service, and uh, where I've experienced it, just talking and I've heard some of the testimonies of the people that have served and then, you know, had serious injuries and um, then gotten to participate in this PGA, in um, any PJ Hope program and the impact that it has on the lives for those people. So what it boils down to, basically, I would say, the program is that there might be a PGA help Clinic. Um, so the PGA of America will train PGA professionals to teach people with disabilities. Um, so uh, amputees, paraplegics, anyone that that may have trouble swinging a golf club, um, there'll be multiple workshops here for people like myself um, to learn how to teach those people. Then they'll offer free clinics or free leagues or free tournaments. And the impact that that has, that the program has on the, the people the, the veterans that it's aimed at towards um is outstanding i won't get into it too graphically but it's it is life-changing for most of those people that um it offers hope you know, not to sound too uh cliche but it offers a lot of hope to those people because they went from maybe never thinking they'd do anything athletic to now they have an outlet for um uh athletics and you know any, anything they're going through they have somewhere they can go home something they can do and it's kind of made possible by the people that volunteer to run those programs and then also the pga of america um, through pga reach funding that program so pga reach oversee those its sole purpose is to grow our game forward um, broadening access to golf courses and pga professionals um, and instruction to help people who maybe not may may not have the opportunity um to get some exposure to the game.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. No, really really good cause and I know um I think Tipton went through one of those uh classes yeah. this year yep. to uh to to kind of help out with some of those programs and and yep. I've seen several of those around the area and um I think that's that's really exciting. So we will include the uh link in for Jake's fundraising page for his marathon in the show notes. So if uh kind of listening to him and hearing what he's done over the last six months and, and learning a little bit about this program. And, it, uh, that sounds like something that you'd want to support a fellow runner or, uh, the fellow golf community and PGA of America and some of these charitable endeavors helping grow the game with kind of the wounded veterans and with the juniors and, and, uh, with the PGA works program, then, uh, we would love it if you would, uh, would hop over there and and help support jay because he gets ready to finish his last month of training and then go go run out in uh, new york city
1: yeah any anything would be appreciated whether it's just sharing this podcast sharing a post or or making a a small donation Uh, anything goes a long way and it goes to a very good cause
0: yeah well no we will uh we're really happy to have it on and, uh, we helped spread the word a little bit and we're excited to see how the, how the finish, finish goes with the marathon. And we're very appreciative of you being willing sure. to, to share some of your experience with other runners that listen to our podcast.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. Always a pleasure.
0: Yes. All right. Well, we'll talk to you soon, Jake. And thanks to everyone that's been uh, listening. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, wait a minute. Are you a runner that's been dealing with any pain or injury? Do you want to get back to running pain free? You should check out our free pain free running checklist. This is a checklist that goes through exactly the testing that we do in our office to try to help runners get back to pain free running. It will walk you step by step how to accomplish the tests and give you guidelines of what we would expect for a normal, active, healthy runner. You can access this free resource at the link in this podcast or by going to our social media at kinetic underscore SMP and clicking the link in our bio.